Praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome to my podcast. My name is Pastor Edwin. I want to talk to you real quick, touch on on a suffering for being a Christian. For a lot of us that are facing a, a, a weight, I want to say, use the word weight, where we're feeling that weight. And if you're not feeling that weight, then there's something up, right? Um, is it because you've done something different or special? I don't think so. Listen to what Peter says. And here in 1 Peter, uh, he writes letters to a group of Christians suffering for their faith, reminding them how much Jesus suffered. And we have to remember how much Jesus suffered. So when you read 1 Peter, think about this. He's going to remind them how much Jesus suffered. He inspires them with hope for the future and shows them how to grow in their faith. And as you read, This book, decide to do your best to live a holy life as you look forward to the return of Jesus and to the reward he promises to give his followers. And here in chapter 4, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12, uh, Peter is uh, uh, saying here, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the painful trial you are suffering as though something strange were happening to you. And you see that there's 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 a moment that we're going to go through trials and, and over and over. And I am witness to this where for years I felt like I'm going around in this spiral, this circle for years. But it's not a bad thing. I've learned a lot of things on the way. But th- this is what he's talking about. But rejoice, rejoice. And in the first time that I started going through it, I could not understand it. You know, I didn't doubt God, but there was a, a room of these things happening where either you're going to draw closer to God or you're going to allow doubt to come into your mind and then fill your heart with it and pull yourself away from God and try to live in the old life of a dead man or dead woman. See, so, but re, he says here in verse 13, rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Christ. Listen to that. You got to really love somebody to participate in their sufferings but then not just doing it but rejoicing be glad be happy that you're suffering with this person that you really love how much do we really love jesus that we we can say yes hallelujah i'm going through this trial and tribulation hallelujah i love it thank you lord thank you for allowing me to participate in the sufferings of Christ. Listen, so, and he says, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. Because if you're, you could be content, all right, about the sufferings. Imagine when you see Christ coming in the glory. When you see that sky crack open, you're like, yes, there's my king. We're going home. Listen to the sounds. The, the, the trumpets are blown. We're ready to go. Hallelujah. Hmm? So you're overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are, and he says, if you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed for the spirit of glory and the God rests on you. If you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or thief or any kind of criminal or even as a meddler. Look at that. A meddler is lined up with a thief and a murderer. Wow. 16. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. For it is time for judgment to begin with the family of God. You see what he said? He didn't say just 
with the men. He didn't say with just the women. He didn't say with this certain congregation here or that denomination. He said with the family of God. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And he asks a great, strong question right there. Peter's asking, if it's like this for us, what's going to happen to those that don't believe in him? How great that pain's going to be. It's reverse. They're receiving all the joy now. They're receiving all the fun and, 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 and uh, uh, the lack of that weight. <laughs> huh? the, the not being persecuted for the name of Christ, for, for loving him, not taking joy in his suffering. You see this? By them not taking joy in their suffering, they're going to receive it later. That's why Christ said, those that come first will be last. Woo! And those that are last will be first. Listen to those words. Jesus teaches us each and every day what to do. Peter continues in verse 18. He says, and, and for to think that, you know, what he just said there, the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God wasn't heavy enough. Listen to what he says, and, verse 18, and if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then those who suffer according to God's will, not our will, not man's will, not the way the, the world wants you to be, you're, you're suffering because you're coming against the world. You're suffering because you're coming against the grain of the world, you know, so you're different, you're, you stand out. You're a sore thumb. People don't want to be around you. People don't want to talk to you. Even those that are Christians think that you're too much, right? But that's okay. Listen to that. So he says here, 19, So then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. That means don't let these things take your mind. Don't let these things take you out of place and be different. No, man. You're suffering for a reason. We are going through the gauntlet, I call it the gauntlet, for a purpose, for a reason. And a lot of times when, uh, uh, in earlier days and even now, close to the end times, it's not over. Yet till Christ comes and we go, we're still fighting. It's not time to sit down on a bench and say, all right, Lord, I, I ran this race. Now you, you got to run. No, keep running. Keep running till you hear it. Keep running till you see the glory of God, man. So we're sitting at the table with Christ with our groom. Hmm? So we're sitting with him that we're in the glory. And here I want to say thank you for tuning in and thank you for staying strong and obedient to God. It's not an easy task. Don't let it weigh you down. Pray, fast and pray. Come to Christ wholeheartedly. Don't let Satan's strategy overtake you in these things, you see, because the enemy is no fool. He has a strategically designed game plan, a diabolical method. He employs time and time again. It's an old tactic that he's been doing for centuries, for centuries over and over and over again. And man, continuously until you recognize who you are in Christ, that you can stand there and rejoice in his suffering. Okay. And, and, and because you've participated in his suffering you won't, you'll continuously keep facing the enemy. Now you have to ask a question. If the enemy's not bothering me, then um, why is this 
what's the importance of it? Listen to this thing here. When he wants to destroy a family, he focuses on who? The man, right? For if he can neutralize the man, he has neutralized the family. And the damage that takes place when a man's family leadership is neutralized is beyond calculation. Satan's approach is the same, whether he's doing combat in the church or in the family. And I, and I want to reach out to those that are going through any kind of uh, 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 recovery right now. Uh, you're going through um, a drug recovery. If you're a man or a woman, see the, the, the enemy had to attack you as a man. You have a family to remove you from place. And if it's your wife that's going through it, even more. Because what does that do to the man? It makes him doubt. It hurts him. How can my wife go through this if I'm a godly man? You see what I'm saying? Or how close do I have to come to God? I need to come all the way to God and protect those around me. Satan's approach is the same, like I said, right? Whether he's doing combat in the church or in the family. If Satan can neutralize a pastor through financial impropriety or by a sexual escapade, he has neutralized a pastor's church as well. And you see, I can relate to the uh, uh, um, financial impropriety. I can relate to that. And I don't mean that money's been stolen or anything like that, but keep you from being able to receive because of those around. If if uh, um, I've seen that happen. I haven't seen the part where I've, I've read about pastors falling into sexual escapades, but I haven't seen or, or met anyone that has gone through that very thing. But listen, he has neutralized that pastor's church as well. That means everyone that that was um, being led is also now hurt by that, has received some hint, a dot of doubt. Like, man, if that man of God got dropped to the ground, got pulled down or, or is falling apart, what about me? Because see, not everybody is as um, uh, 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 faithful to themselves as they are to other people. They're not, they don't encourage themselves. Not everybody is positive and confident of themselves as they are in other people. So when they allow people to become that beacon in their life, when that beacon goes out, it hurts them. It destroys them. It drops them. You know, it makes them turn away. They grow down. So this is what we're saying here, that this strategy is old. And he does this over and over again. I've heard of certain things. Uh, I've seen on the news where, uh, um, you know, man of God, a man of the cloth, he was uh, indicted for something he did wrong. But, you know, these are things that the world is always watching, trying to bring us down. We're, we're at this point where in the time today that the enemy is coming at us and look at his strategy. We need to be aware of these things to know what our enemy does. And not only the reputation of that pastor, but the reputation of the church has been tarnished. Satan's strategy has always been to neutralize the leaders. It works in the family and it works in the church as well. What that means is that we should expect to be attacked. That's right. We should expect extreme temptation to come our way. And when you get serious about leading your family, you will be opposed and you will see it and you'll feel that weight. What I'm telling you, what I'm talking about. If a man is passive and indifferent to the things of God and the spiritual leadership of his home, then attack is not necessary. He is already neutralized. He may feel attacked when he gets closer or becomes friends with someone that is this way and is constantly being attacked. 
So the enemy is going to allow, uh, also attack him. Don't try to help this man because I'm trying to break him. And he's going to try to keep everyone that tries to help him away from that man. You see, but faithfully, faithfully, as we recognize who we are in Christ and we come together in arms and pray against it and cancel out his his uh, uh, attempts to deceive and destroy. We come out like this. And if we don't, then in fact, like it says that like I'm talking about here, it says here in this in this notation, the spirit leadership of his home, then attack is not necessary. He's already neutralized. Gentlemen. So the gentleman, I know that you love your families, you love your wife, you love your children, you would be willing to die for them. In most wars, that's what men are asked to do. Then go off to war because they're willing to die for their families, right? And then their countries. That's what he would have you to do. Listen to that. He would have you die for your families. Not Christ. Christ would have you live for your families. Christ would have you stand up firm and come against the, 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 the um, schemes of the devil. Call evil for what it is in the name of Jesus. You see, this is something that we need to keep our eyes on today, especially today. That the enemy wants us to start thinking this way that what we're doing, putting our lives on the line for our our family is exactly what the enemy wants us to do. Exactly what he wants us to do. So that way he can destroy us. Same thing with a single mother. You're a single mother. God bless you. Stay strong in the Lord. Stay strong in the Lord. And he and if the man left you for some other for some reason or he passed away, he's with the Lord. God will provide you with those to help you. Another man to help you. Another helper. You see, remember Adam and Eve. He didn't say, I'm going to put you husband and wife. He said, first he said, I'm going to make a helper for the man. The man needs a helper. The woman needs a helper. Together, you're one. Together, you can overcome. Together becomes the family and the home. And if you're separated, then you're having a hard time. If you're a single mom or single dad, it is not of your uh, doing. (laughs) Praise God. Draw near to God. Remember these things that we talked about. That if you're trying to die for them, sacrificing yourself, working hard all the time and never home, never spreading a word with them and sitting down and laughing about the things of the Lord, then he's got you. And you need to think about that. And sometimes even when they're sitting around the house, you're sitting around the house doing nothing and not praising God, he's also got you. You see, there's always something to do. Well, I'll catch you guys on the rebound. I love you and God bless you all. And believe that you are going to be okay. Do not be surprised. Remember when you face painful trials. And that you are suffering because of those things. But rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Jesus Christ. Guys, I'll catch you on the rebound. In Jesus name.